are, another episode of Auto What. This is this will be number sixty-two. Uh, my name is Keegan On. I'm here with just one other co-host today, Iman Bashir. What happened to Rob? What Rob. happened to Rob? <laughs> That's was, a great question. Yes. Is it uh, is it a demotion or a promotion that you are our guest today? On any other week, it would be a promotion. This week, it's a demotion. I think. Right. Yeah. Rob's been demoted to guest status. He'll be our guest all hour today. Yep. Uh, Rob Atrell, of course, is a blogger, tech writer, soon to be married man, podcaster. Oh, yes, a podcaster. <laughs> he, he, he does the this producer sometimes. of this show. Yeah. So if anything happens that I don't like, I can just cut it. We yeah. also have producer Zach. That's true. That, that's, that's true. Are you just going to cut everything I said until? Podcaster. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> be a very clean cut. No one will even notice. Oh, yeah. No, I. Clean splice. I, well, that's something. Uh, we haven't interviewed one of us since the beginning. In my episode, although I did know it was an interview at that point, mm-hmm. my episode was very. Like, it was very early on, first of all. So yeah. we were kind of still getting our bearing. Mm-hmm. And a lot has changed since yeah. then. A lot has changed. It was the worst, Rob's trying to say. Yeah. And yeah. now. We will rectify that. But first, before we get into this interviewing business, Aman is going to take a shot, step up to the, the plate, and uh, tell us about the beer. Yeah. Well, uh, we're stealing Rob's segments, I guess. We're, we're, we're taking beer, and somebody's going to do Audible at the end. Oh, yeah. It's not going to be me. Oh, so I'll do Audible. Just saying That's that. Uh, yeah, we're drinking this week. It's called Revenge of the Ginger. It's uh, brewed out of, looks like, Guelph, Ontario. It's a kicking ginger red IPA. And it says that, uh, yeah, it's supposed to be a rich and strong IPA. Uh, they say there's extra delicious flavor in proper case. So that's important to... Uh, in proper case. That? Yep, extra okay. delicious in that they capitalize the E and the D. So but we not also, the F. Nope. Okay. So that's something. Uh, but yeah, it says, uh, I'll let you guys try it as I read the description. Um, it's one of the kind beer that uh, combines refreshing ginger taste with a flavorful hop finish. Um, it talks about the amber hue. It mm-hmm. also says it's capped with a crisp, crisp white head, which makes it less appealing to me, but on on, on the can, yeah. it sounds mm-hmm. delicious. People and, like uh, white heads. That's it. <laughs> And uh, anyway, it's supposed to be great on its own or with spicy food. So, yeah. and here's the thing: uh, they even signed it. They said, "Cheers, Claude and Nathan." So cool. Does it say which one is the ginger? Uh, Probably Nathan. I'm assuming Nathan as well. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if you know, based on his name, that's it. Is it brewed by people with red hair, or is it brewed? Four people. Like, what's what's the revenge aspect? I think here? it's one of those for us bias situations. I think there's okay. bits of redhead in it. Mm-hmm. That could be it too. Like redheaded people. Yeah, yeah. It's um, shavings. <laughs> that's something. <laughs> anyway, what what do you guys think? Uh, you know, it's it's very good. I've had many ginger beers, a few ginger beers, and I always I despise them more than I despise hoppy beer because uh, <laughs> when people make a ginger beer, that's all it is. It's like a ginger. They go ham on the ginger, and uh, it's really sickening. It's kind of like a really, really sweet ginger ale. Okay. Uh, the ones that I've had, and like it's, you can only drink like half half of a can maybe. But this is like a bit of a taste of ginger beer, but then like the hop, the hops kind of like bring it down. 
So sure. I like it. You gotta yeah. get it's like it's a beer with ginger in it. Okay. Yeah, it's not trying. It's not just ginger beer. Instead it's just a beer with ginger. ginger. Yeah. yeah. We ran into a similar issue last fall. With, not issue, but but uh, uh, similar thought last fall with pumpkin beer. Yeah. Oh right? yes. Because there were some that were just there's too much pumpkin, whereas there are some that a uh, little a little more calm. Yeah. This one, uh, by the way, is by Double Trouble Brewing. <laughs> I should have mentioned that. But uh, anyway, what uh, what do you uh, what do you think, Rob? I think it's pretty good. I think it's again another one of those that t- kind of tastes fruity. It's not it's not a hard beer where I feel like someone who's a casual drinker could enjoy this still. Where there are a lot of beers that are stronger. Like this is defined. I can see the word "strong beer" on the can. Yep. That people who don't actually like actively like beer would not like it but i think this I, is not the case that. with that yeah. mm-hmm. it's okay. strong but people would enjoy it generally yeah you're right you're right that makes sense hmm. okay what do you think of on oh i i like it as well uh <laughs> i i can't think of other ginger beers that i've had there's one with like a dwarf on it like with a red beard oh that sounds familiar but that's uh the one i was thinking of anyway <laughs> the, the thing that's i mean i i i like spicy food i don't think I don't think of spicy food when I'm drinking that, but now I have to try it. So yeah, that's it. But uh, no, it's a it's a pass for me as well. Nice, that's great. Did, did either of us give it a pass? Um, I, I just I I deduced. Okay, I inferred a pass. pass. There you mm-hmm. go. So. Uh, Rob, we have a lot of stuff we could talk about. Uh, why don't you tell us about uh, Mobile Syrup? Mobile Syrup is a technology blog. Um, journalistic body uh they're actually one of a sort of net small network of canadian focused um online um publications i guess you'd say mm-hmm. so uh there's mobile syrup which talks about canadian uh sort of influences a lot of canadian companies and then just focusing on mobile technology so cell phones um now smart watches and things you put on your face like vr headsets and that kind of thing oh, cool uh, tend to get a lot of like if if an app comes out that a lot of people like with a big update, um, write up a piece on that. Basically, just trying things out or letting people know about things that they otherwise wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty popular. I I started writing for them probably two and a half months ago now. Okay, cool. And uh, it's kind of just a part time thing, but mm-hmm. get a little extra money on the side, and it's fine. Yeah, that's great. And were you, were you reading them before? Yes, like for for a long time. For probably a year or two. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah. So, so you were very familiar with what they did. How did you get involved in writing for them? Uh, I saw... Well, actually, it's kind of a funny story. My cousin and I both talk... We have a podcast where we talk about technology and science. Right. And we're both really big into RSS feeds. Yeah. Uh, if you know RSS feeds, you're very familiar with them. If you don't, then it, this is just gibberish. But it's basically a way of getting <laughs> getting news delivered to you via the internet. Okay. Uh, so we both subscribed to the Mobile Syrup RSS feed. And... They posted a job posting on the feed, and I was sitting there starting to apply to it when my cousin uh, forwarded me. He said, "Hey, they're looking for someone," and I said, "Yeah, I'm. I'm already applying. This is." (laughs) So it was kind of it it came about because they were looking, but also I had at the moment I had writing experience and I had apparently the things they were looking for. So I was basically went through a about a month where I didn't hear anything, and then all of a sudden got a call and I was there part-time okay that's nice cool. and can you talk because though this is a job where you write uh tech articles for them for their yeah. their website can you talk about because i know you're not uh uh traditionally trained 
writer. Can you talk about maybe how you got into writing or, or your experiences with writing leading you to being paid to write? Yeah. So, uh, I, I never really, like, I never even took a single outside of high school where we had like English classes. Yep. I never took any class in university or anything that was focused on writing, even though those are offered yeah. for, and they're mm-hmm. most of the other sciences besides chemistry where I, which I studied, uh, it's mandatory to take at least one sort of essay writing class or some workshop, but, uh, chemistry, you don't need to. Yeah. And so I didn't, I didn't write anything formally until, uh, because again, chemistry doesn't really have essays. There's like lab reports and that kind of thing. Sure. But, uh, so I had to write a thesis for my, uh, undergrad degree and then another one for my master's. Mm. And that was the sort of the first formal writing training that I had. And that was, it's pretty technical. So it kind of fits in well with the tech thing. Um, but then it sort of just flowed naturally from that point. Once I started my master's, I also started a blog. Yeah. And so just kind of writing casually whenever I want. Uh, and that was like now four years ago in this July. Mm-hmm. Um, and at something like 250 pieces published right. on, on there. And it just kind of, it just kind of flowed naturally. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like my, a, my writing quantity varies wildly. Sometimes I'll write like three things in a week. Yeah. I'm not even getting paid for Like I'm just writing them to publish myself. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then sometimes I'll go a month or two without any motivation right. to write anything yeah, at all. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. To have a, it's nice to have an outlet <laughs> where you get actually know you're going to get paid for something and to just be able to do like four or five times a week, just write up something on a specific topic that's given to you. Mm -hmm. That's, I find that very interesting and inspiring even that you, you don't have a a degree in either like write literature writing or technology, you know, like you, you did your time in chemistry and now you do all these things that don't really have a lot to do with chemistry, which I, which I think is very counterintuitive in this, in our age where people use pretty, you pretty much just go to university or college, you know, like you go get a degree in something and then you kind of expect to do that. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that I have, uh, the fact that I have a master's in chemistry has helped in that it looks good on paper, but mm-hmm. I haven't used any of the skills specifically in, in writing really other than the fact that I've written like my, my thesis. Right. And, like same thing in government, I'm working in policy now yeah. and that doesn't really apply at all, except that I'm good at formatting documents from, from again, writing the thesis. Right. Yeah. And I'm on you a similar, similarly, uh, disjointed path, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, Not I disjoint, disjointed sounds mean. Uh, no, no, but, but it, I mean, it's accurate. I, I went in thinking that I would work in a science related field, uh, originally thinking I would, uh, you know, apply to pharmacy school and try to get into there. And I didn't even apply. <laughs> I uh, I got through a couple of years, and I was like, I think I did what a lot of people do, uh, at least that I saw in 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 science. And you know, can I go into teaching? Can I you know work in a lab? Can I do whatever? And then I end up in HR. So it's 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 not unlike what mm-hmm. what Rob's doing right now. Actually, Rob and I both work at, at NSF yeah. now. But uh, anyway, I mean, it's just over the reality of how, how things work now. But what I'm curious about is. Your colleagues at Mobile Syrup, do you know any of their paths at all? Not really. I mean, a couple of them, the the editor has come up in, he's from South Africa. He's come up in sort of, a, a, I think, a more journalistic background. I'm not too familiar with his exact background, but he's like, he's won some serious journalistic awards this oh. past year. 
he was up at Carleton a, a few months ago, uh, getting, it was like an innovation in science and tech reporting award. Oh, oh well, great. I guess this is an official yeah, this is real thing. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it, people think if you don't read blogs or if you don't read technology or sort of science uh, websites, you, you have a tendency to think like, oh, this is just people kind of milling around for fun and writing. You don't take it really seriously, but these are big things and they have company like uh, publications like mobile syrup have huge audiences of really dedicated readers. Sure. So it's cool sense. to see. And it's cool to be a part of. Yeah. No, I can imagine. I have a, I know a guy who uh, I, I, I actually don't remember his background, but it wasn't in English and it wasn't in writing. And uh, he ended up writing for vice and it started off just, I think it was along the lines of like random Craigslist jobs in terms of, can you write this email to me? I'll pay you. And, you know, you just kind of hope you get paid. Yeah, yeah. And then having something legit with, you know, Vice, you know, which is a you know, pretty recognizable brand. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, so it, you know, your path is, reminds me of that as well in terms of like, really, it doesn't matter what your background is. If you can contribute to an organization and show that you can contribute to an organization, that's sort of all it takes. Which almost ties in with sort of how accessible technology is today, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's, uh, no, it's interesting. Um, switching gears a bit, you now work for the government. Uh, I forget if you were working for the government when we started this podcast. We started, I was. In a different capacity, maybe? Different capacity. I was working on like a, a small project, like a one-off. So I was hired for... right maybe six months total okay. to work on a thing. And then the funding for it ran out. And so it never actually went anywhere. Makes sense. But uh, yeah, it's been, uh, I'm now, I did a little stint last summer at D and D where I was working on technical reports. Like this is hardcore formatting stuff, incredibly boring. And, and D and D is really, really locked down. So it was sort <laughs> of like, I go to work and I literally format documents for eight hours straight. And like yeah. I can listen to music or, or podcasts or something like that. But Mm. there's no, there's no fun there. Yeah. Right. And so I was, I was trying to get back to Enzer cause I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoy the atmosphere there. Is it because of me? Uh, 10% is because of you. I don't really I'll see, I only see you about 10% I'll, of the day. Maybe uh, so. that's, that's huge. You yeah. don't even see me for 10%. That's, that's great. It's about 10%. <laughs> okay. Well, I doubt it. A little less than an hour. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay. So you, you come from academia. You were, you know, in your master's, you understand the other end of a place like NSERC, a place that gives, not yeah. gives, but, but makes grants and scholarships available. Sure. Now you're on, now you're on our side, <laughs> the other yes, side. Yeah. What, uh, you know, is, any, any observations? Uh, it's, it's weird. I would have liked, it would be cool to get that kind of view, the view of the side that gives out the grants as opposed to receiving them. Yeah. Because I never really believed that even though you heard, oh, you know, there are a ton of grants and some of them don't even get awarded because people don't, enough people don't apply. I never really took that seriously. I was like, oh, you know, like my grades aren't that great. There's yeah. no, uh, I wouldn't qualify for any awards. But if I had known sort of the process and that you can basically just kind of throw everything at the wall and if anything sticks, you get money for it. Like you just write and get <laughs> okay. money. Yeah. I probably would have done that more. That makes sense. Um, I've also... Working there, every time I read about really cool science-focused programs, it makes me want to go and do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm not saying I don't like what 
what I'm doing right now because uh, I mean, a it pays the bills. That's that's a really important thing, mm-hmm. but also it is rewarding to actually kind of make a difference. Yeah. But the eventual goal isn't to stay exactly where I am, but to do something that more directly affects. I mean, Canadians specifically, but children, people who don't know about science, it'd be really cool to get a position where I'm actually able to make more of a direct difference in terms of explaining science and, and getting science out into the the public view. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, and how do you find, now you've worked in a couple of different government departments, you said D&D's locked, locked down, you said, oh, to, to an extent, you said yeah. NSERC is a bit more flex but you know flex or not it's still government mm-hmm. uh what are you, what are your thoughts of just working for government and, you know obviously you hear the same things about and, and like you don't have to pinpoint one department like like yeah answer, sure but, but like name names there's like mm-hmm. <laughs> but like obviously there's a level of red tape there's a lot like yeah. th- things things move at a different pace than maybe you've been used to yeah i i mean you hear that a lot and obviously it's true to an extent, but I didn't really realize just how true it was until I started actually working in it. And even, even working on my own individual project, I didn't see a lot of red tape because it was sort of like, we have enough time to give you this much work. Yep. And so just go do whatever you can. But now I'm working on thing. I'm working on like reports that just go eventually go to parliament. Like there's two a year. And that's my main goal is to write this report and then it goes to parliament six months later and then the cycle starts again where I start the second report and then that's basically the year. There, there are other things sprinkled throughout there, but for the most part, it's literally just walking around cutting bits of red tape. It's, <laughs> and I get that it's part of the process, but it's yeah. still kind of eye-opening to actually see it and to, 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 when you're in there for a few months, you get the idea that really... Like if you send, if I send an email asking for some even small bit of information on Friday afternoon, I'm not going to hear about it until Monday. Like you just, you just <laughs> right. know that there's like a two day built in delay in almost anything you try to do. Yeah, I get that. I get Especially that. in the summer. In the summer, there's like a week built in delay well, because yeah, everyone's yeah, on vacation and everything. All, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I, I found that interesting too. In in uh, you know, I mean, we we've all met people who who. Well, I mean, we've interviewed Franco, for example, somebody yep. who works in a startup, and and, and and just people work that work at smaller organizations or their own organizations. Thinking of Brad, thinking of David, yeah. Um, where name dropping? <laughs> you First need, name dropping. That's true. <laughs> Narbates, David Narbates, and yeah. and Brad Campo. Yeah. Um, there, you go. there you go. I got this. <laughs> I remember who people are. Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> but but you know working. For themselves or working for a smaller place where you you might see a bit more impact uh i think people are more inclined to work till you know the 11 p.m or, exactly. or wake up and just think of it or on a weekend you know not be like i'm not working today you know right it's, it's, it's cool i definitely have you definitely have days in government where you can sort of drift off and not really miss anything like yeah. you might have a meeting that you go to and you just have to kind of sit and and half pay attention odd but you don't have to be on all the time and it's a lot easier if you want to kind of clock in at nine and leave at five, like literally leave everything behind and not have to worry about it. It's really great for that. Um, It also gives, I think a lot of government people, government workers don't get, they're thought of as sort of maybe lazy or not hardworking, but I think in general they work during the day and then they do the pursuits they actually really care about yeah. after hours. Yeah, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. And so, kind of the the flip side of your your work life. How do you find your work ethic or your work schedule is with your kind of side projects, your podcasting, and and those kind of endeavors? It's interesting trying to balance all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, taking every spare moment to do side stuff and trying as hard as I can to focus on things that are work related as opposed to the things that I find in the exact, in that exact moment, maybe much more interesting. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't been, it hasn't been too hard. Like I, I don't find myself consumed by the side projects or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am kind of starting to get into a frame of mind where I feel like I could go down to like 30 hours a week it would be really great if I, I, I say this all the time, but it'd be really good if I could keep the same salary and just like slowly, <laughs> move, instead of getting raises, just move down in numbers of hours a week. Right. Yeah. Uh, to be able to pursue other things. Mm-hmm. But for the time being, that's obviously not like, I'm not even a permanent employee yet. So right. <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that makes sense. That's cool. Do you guys know what, t- what time we started this episode? Rob didn't write it down. 545. Holy moly. Let's get to... Uh, it's been 15 minutes. Oh, really? <laughs> let's get to a segment. <laughs> cut this out. Cut this out. Uh, I can't. Let's, I can't. Let's get to... We're committed. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to a segment uh, called Classic Ottawa. I think we'll have our non-guest do it today. That's probably a good call. Although um, I wouldn't uh, mind seeing the guest do it. Well, I, I mean, I different, really. I got fired from Classic Ottawa a long time ago. Oh, you did? You? did. I did. Who was that? Was that producer? I don't know Zach? what happened, but uh, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not hurt by it. I just. I you used to do it hurt often. By it. I used to do it often, and now I never do it. Wait, you used to do it often. I used to do it every yeah. other week. Oh, you did. And now I don't. Do you want to do it, Rob? I don't. Not this time. See, this is why. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, well, we'll try to slide you in the future. Well. <laughs> okay. Classic Ottawa news pieces from. Is this all Ottawa? From around. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, you may have heard that several federal government departments consolidated their Facebook pages and administrators are now trying to figure out why it's not catching on. Examples include Environment Canada rebranding as Conserve, Restore, and Connect with Nature, Health Canada as Healthy Canadians, and uh, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service, or CSIS, as We're Watching You Right Now. <laughs> The rebrand's kind of weird. Uh, they're trying to they're trying to get like even Environment Canada and uh, Natural Resources Canada, I guess, to like mm-hmm. post under the same mm. Facebook page. They're trying to be I don't know. It, it seems kind of odd. But the uh, thing I don't like about government sure rebranding what? is they're taking our money and spending it on this rebrand to make us like be more into yeah. the government. It's a little strange. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like a situation you can't really win, though, either, right? Right. Yes. But I mean, no, you can't it's not win like the department's not going to go under. Why do I need a rebranding? That's true, but i i'd be I'd be frustrated if I knew my money's all going to a place, and like then when I needed that information, I couldn't find it. Yeah. But is the Facebook page really like you're like, oh, I want to know more about NRC. I'm not sure. I, I think like, it's, <laughs> I think they're just trying to engage people. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. It's it's a really weird thing. They want to be visible. All that. To, yeah. Exactly. All that to say is uh, the CSIS one is obviously not true. Uh, <laughs> a local man has been walking around Ottawa filming women while trying to show off his day game. 
and posting it on YouTube. Many people are outraged and think he should lose his job over this creepy behavior, but creepiness is actually an important part of his job as a strip club DJ. <laughs> is that actually true? I don't think it no, is. No, no, no. But that is, like, the creepiest He's, thing. That's it. <laughs> it's believable. Yeah. Um, Ashley Madison, a website devoted to connecting adult, adult, adulterers. There it is. Adulterers. Adulterers to one another. Has, uh, was hacked this week, causing panic among its 200,000 Ottawa users. Neighborhoods such as the Glebe and Rockcliffe Park has some of the highest concentrations of members, proving once and for all that you can't buy me love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even I were talking, that was a pity laugh. <laughs> we were talking about this statistic, and yeah. I don't. It's two hundred thousand. It doesn't make any sense. Like people are lying about where they're from when they sign up. We have a million people, and one-fifth of people, one-fifth of, of humans residents. in Ottawa are signed up to this cheating website? Yeah. But that's what the website said. I, oh, I, I know. That's what it yeah, says, but, but it doesn't make I'm sense. I'm not crazy surprised. They, they predicted, like, in the States, Washington would be the highest, and they predicted in Canada, um, per capita, I guess, they, they predicted in Canada, Ottawa would be. But Excuse one in it's five a whole, humans? You're right. That, that sounds kind of insane. One in five people probably isn't even married. <laughs> you know what the thing is? It's greater Ottawa. Because you have all like the sleaziest people from all parts of the country coming to work in uh, one specific place you're, downtown. You're, you're talking to two of us. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> when you when you elect like MPs and stuff. Then, oh, you know, you're talking about uh, yeah. all yeah. 200,000 of those. Uh, (laughs) A man was arrested yesterday in what police are calling an intentional collision. Witnesses at the scene were shocked, claiming they didn't know Carter's Corners go-karts took their no-bumping policy so seriously. (laughs) Do you guys know Carter's Corners? I do, yeah. Damn it. The name sounds familiar. I didn't know if people would get it, so I put go-kart, but it's just called Carter's Corners. It's not called Carter's Corners go-karts. Oh, I think it was better that you said go-karts. Okay, good. But it definitely sounds worse. Yeah. It's hard to say. If this was like a West End Ottawa podcast, I wouldn't even have to. At least we have the G in there. I could just put the KK. I mean, we had, yeah. That's what we call it. (laughs) Moving on. This Friday, July 24th, Uber is delivering Cold Stone ice cream to customers who request it via their app. Not to be outdone, taxi drivers announced that they will be delivering whipped cream to customers. Uh, It's not as well liked as ice cream, but it's been around longer and people should respect that. (laughs) <laughs> that's the news <laughs> uh, Rob this is a special week for you it is um, you're getting married to the woman you theoreti- theoretically love I really love her yeah that's not a theory that's okay, a, just checking that's a law I mean I, I just that's not a law has it been though. proven the law of love has it been I'm proven? a scientist science guy there yes. you go <laughs> uh, yeah so you're this is one of the reasons I thought it would be a really good idea to have you on this week because this is the last episode before your wedding. Yeah, my wedding is two days after this comes out. Yeah, which is which is awesome. Um, we'll be there, of course. Of course. Crashing the wedding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> objecting to it. Sponsoring. Uh, live, live podcast. We should do a live podcast. <laughs> but um, you and I talk about this often. Um, your idea of an ideal wedding probably differs from most people. Well, yeah, probably. Probably. But you're also going through the rhythms of it. I mean, obviously, because, uh, I mean, one, 
I guess there's a level of expectation of what you do. Yeah. Second, obviously, I mean, you like like you said, you obviously very much love Julia, your yeah. wife or wife to be. Uh, in theory, uh, <laughs> it sounds but, very tentative the way you keep putting it. <laughs> can you uh, can you just sort of walk us through some of the process from your end of things? I'd like to have her on a podcast to we talk will. about her. Probably we post will eventually, wedding. yeah, after the wedding. Uh, probably but, after the honeymoon settles down. That uh, makes more sense. But uh, anyway, could you could you just talk about your experience so far, planning and everything? Yeah. So my experience, basically, if I, I wouldn't plan a big substantial wedding like this is going to be. Yeah. I have nothing in particular against it. I'm not, I'm putting some money towards it, but I'm not paying for all of it. Um, but I would also plan a wedding very differently than I think a lot of people would mostly, I think because of my, my knowledge of technology and my ability to use it to its fullest extent. So for instance, when it, when it comes time to, uh, I, first of all, I would feel no sort of tradition to mailing out invitations, I would probably just use some kind of electronic invitation. Like, like what? What comes I, to mind? You wouldn't have to call it an evite. Yeah. I, I joked. <laughs> I joked half seriously. Well, I was completely serious, but I joked about using a fa- making a Facebook event. Facebook event. That's what you said. There you go. It is what I said. Yep. I, I'm not ashamed of that at all. I don't think that. I don't think it matters how you invite people. And oh. I heard from several people who lost their invitations. Uh, and like needed the new password or whatever it was, wanted to know what the wedding website was. Um, the wedding website, by the way, huge victory um, in terms of using technology for a wedding. Oh yeah. Congrats. Can we, go, if we don't feel like going to your wedding, can we just go to the website and that'd be like a live stream? There won't be a stream, but there will be pictures posted. And I think you can actually, there's an app like with feed. the service that you can post pictures to the site. Oh, cool. It's going on. Oh, that, that's not a bad idea. Uh, so really, just one of us has to go. It's not a bad idea. If we can get like the whole Periscope thing going, I mean, really, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll. See have you guys heard of Periscope? Yeah, we have. I've heard of it peripherally, like on like people talk about it on podcasts sometimes. I yeah. love Periscope. We should do it. Can we do it? I don't really understand what it is. I, mean, I guess we could. You yeah. should you like film yourself, right? That's what it is, and then yeah. broadcast it. Yeah, it's like, a it's like a live stream. So it you hold up your phone to yourself or on some subject, and you basically just hit the record button and it sends a tweet out with the link to it. So we could set it up like right there as we record our episodes. We could. I mean, it, it's an option. That's what I'm going to talk about. Okay. Cut the, okay. cut this part out though. Uh, part out. It's, uh, no, no, no that, that, that one's saying in, uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, going back to, to the wedding. Uh, so yeah, you, you, you're not, you're not crazy about the, the in, sending out the invitations. That's right. one example. Yeah. Of it. The, the uh, majority of the planning has been done by, Julia and by her mom. Yeah. So I have felt at times, I wouldn't say alienated is the right word, but like very, very lightly alienated from the process because um, the way I would plan a wedding is I would write everything down and then share the information with the parties that need it. Um, yeah. And the process for, for them has been mostly like planning things and then telling me, and I, I, my memory isn't that great for things that are just spoken because there's a lot of things. There, there's a lot of little details that the average person probably wouldn't even wouldn't remember. So, like, sure. I like the process. It's fine. I don't think that there's any way to make it too much better. But, like, when we are coming up with a schedule, for instance, for the day, mm-hmm. I would just write it down once 
like I, I wouldn't even talk about it first. I would like write down all the it in point form all the things we want to cover in a like in a Word document or something. Sure. And at no point would there ever be some a detail about the wedding that wasn't written down, and I would keep it all together. Whereas it feels more like if I need to ask a question or if I want to know something that's going on, it's about asking a million questions. Ah. And my my process would be more here's the information we can add to it as we go. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Information control is, is one thing. Yeah. Um, or tracking, I guess. Um, what about like, what's your, like if you plan this wedding, <laughs> if you planned it yourself, yeah. no other input, just you did it. What would it look like? It would be very simple. Yep. I wouldn't, I, I get the whole wedding tradition thing. Sure. Yeah. I understand that it's completely normal to plan a wedding in a city, even if everyone who wants to go isn't in that city. Yep. And like everyone flies in and it's a whole big thing. But for me, the wedding really is about the two people and the people closest to them sort of celebrating their life together and their love for each other. Okay. And so if you remove all of the extraneous stuff, you're still left with that main yeah. central component. And so I was describing to you, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and this is, assu- I'm assuming the story you want to hear yep. is uh, <laughs> I would go and get the marriage license because that is a necessary thing to become legally married. Sure. I would book some time at, I, I would find some officiant or possibly just of the piece at city hall. And um, that costs a little bit more money. And then I would just have a quiet reception, like an open house type thing at my home I don't see I, to me everything else is it's really great if you want to do that and I'm not going to stop anybody from doing that sure but that is all the central components like if someone wants to travel across the country to come to that yeah. I'd be fine but like for me there's no there's not a lot of extra incentive into doing that like I'd much rather put the money that would be spent on your average wedding into something like a house like okay. either a down payment on a house or or a big vacation. One of the things, even going back to, uh, I've, I've talked loudly about how engagement rings are silly yeah. uh, in the past. And like I had actually planned, I had actually gone in and looked at prices of like a trip to Italy. Julia is Italian taking a trip to Italy instead of, and getting her like a, a non fancy, non expensive engagement ring. Like she's never been to Italy. She's Italian. Sure. I think it, it would have been really cool to go, but like, yeah there's a lot of tradition and there's a lot of sort of family history stacked on top of people who go through that kind of tradition that you can't do that. Like there's certain way things that have to go a certain way. It's not even a choice. Yeah. Whereas for me, I don't, I don't have any of that. So for me, all of it is choices that people are making. Okay. And again, it's totally fine. No, no, it's just course. not the way I would do it. Yeah. No, I, you're, you're an interesting guy, Robert. <laughs> it's weird that I like, if people listen to this, I guarantee most people will be like, I think a lot you're of a weirdo, <laughs> but I'm, I, fine. I'm fine. You're okay with that. I, I've always been a weirdo. Okay. You know, we're going to have Julia on in a few weeks and I thought it'd be fun to play a little game, a little getting to know you game. Ooh. I know Julia answered questions about you, I think. Yeah. At her bachelorette. We did not do that. Nope. At the bachelor party. No, we didn't. So I thought maybe I'll ask you some questions. 
about Julia. I'm trying to think how this works because it's not just back and forth. Like no. the Julywood game, like I ask you questions about Julia, mm-hmm. and then Julia will be on later, and she'll have to guess what you answered because we know she's not going to listen to this. Although if yeah. I tell her we talked about her, well, maybe don't she her. will. You can't tell her. Okay. <laughs> uh, she'll have to answer question what she thinks you yeah. answered. Right. Are you guys going to? Uh, we'll I have to spring. It we'll spring it on her and okay. say. We'll spring it on her. We asked him these questions. These are his answers. All right. I'll just do five just to sure. keep it civil. First one's a gimme. What living celebrity woman will your wife say she most admires? Taylor Swift. All right. Freebie for Rob. <laughs> freebie for Julia. Oh, right. Yeah. Freebie for Julia. Wow. <laughs> what color are your wife's favorite slippers? Am I jinxing it by saying wife? What? You're not married yet. No. Should I be saying fiance still? Say I fiance. don't think there's such a thing as a jinx, but feel free to say fiance. You don't believe in jinxes? I don't believe no, in jinxes. That itself is a jinx. jinx. I mean, jinxes exist. But, but I don't believe in I them. I think we're getting off topic. Okay, fair. <laughs> what color are Julia's favorite slippers? Her favorite slippers that she has are probably a color of brown, like moccasin shade. A color of brown or brown? Moccasin shade. Moccasin. So okay. You think she's going to say moccasin? <laughs> no, I think she's going to say brown. But, okay. Uh, okay, can, but we her, cut, can we cut that, no. jinx, that jinx part out? No. <laughs> stop, stop, stop saying that. We're not cutting anything we're out. Cut that. We're not cutting anything we'll out. We'll cut that out. No. <laughs> her, fa- her favorite color is purple, but I think she doesn't have any purple slippers, so they wouldn't be her, her favorite colored slippers. Okay. <laughs> so I lost your answer in there. You said a lot of different brown, colors. Brown. 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 Who was interested in marriage first? You or uh, Julia? <laughs> Specific to this marriage like who of us was interested in marrying the other I or marriage yeah, in general I believe it I'm not the concept of marriage okay. <laughs> uh, I would say probably me alright okay. <laughs> well, we should have done the bachelor party <laughs> oh this test takes a mean swing your wife is waiting at the doctor's office oh god oh never mind <laughs> which magazine will she read <laughs> What? Oh <laughs> man! What magazine would you read at the doctor's office? Uh, I don't. Is there a multiple choice? Like there is know? actually, but oh, fine, I'll tell you. Because like it would be a celebrity magazine. Scientific American, Good Housekeeping, People, Field and Stream, or Glamour. If Taylor Swift was on the cover, it would be that one. Okay. But I feel like it would probably be People. Possibly glamour if Got Taylor it. was on the cover because I think she recently was. Okay. Okay. And wait, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And finally, if you told Julia tomorrow, if you told Julia that tomorrow, so today, you tell Julia. <laughs> you're you would, so bad at this. You would do any one item on her honeydew list. Mm-hmm. Proper mm-hmm. caps. Mm-hmm. What would she? <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> what would she choose? You want to tell that question again? I just want the options. It's kind of broken. Oh no! It's her honeydew. So it's stuff that she wants you to do. Honeydew list. Like I guess tasks. Her honeydew list isn't on this website. Cleaning? No, but I mean, like, there's yeah, it's, oh. it's like a list <laughs> that she stuff that she wants you to do. Yeah. yeah. If you told her that tomorrow you would do any one item from her honeydew list. What would she choose? Probably 
I mean, dusting in general, like getting rid of dust. General vacuum, dusting. Vacuuming, dusting, anything okay. gets rid of anything dust. Anything getting rid of dust. Interesting. Moving. Sure. That'll oh. also get rid of dust. Yeah. All right. You leave the dust All behind right. in the old house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll just have to mark this. We'll mark this, whatever minute mark we're at, and then we'll listen to the answers back. And- yeah. Just like cut this, cut the. Cut I like when Keegan asks us to cut stuff out that I'm never gonna cut out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't think anything's getting cut today, bud. It's gonna sound crazy. If I you know. Don't cut it. Here's the thing. That's, <laughs> well, now this whole conversation has. If you, oh wait, no. If you do cut everything out, you also have to cut yeah, this. That's the thing. So we won't cut it. anything. So out. the more I say cut. So moving on, um, I want to talk about well, unwind media. Yeah. Uh, out of what falls under the umbrella of unwind media being. More or less what you do in terms of producing this show as well as other yeah, shows. Yeah. Uh, so first and foremost, what are the shows under the umbrella of Unwind Media? So Ottawa, I would say, is quickly becoming the flagship show yeah. of Unwind Media. We did Media. it. Uh, I have another podcast that, about science and technology that happens most weeks. I, so Ottawa is one where we really tried to focus on getting it done every week and we have every week since may of last year yeah uh future chat is one that can't happen because we talk about sort of recent stuff Mm -hmm. so it can't happen if we're not available because it's news based yeah and so for instance it's taking a month off um in the next month because of the wedding and honeymoon and all that um but i i do really like that show because i'm really interested in talking about science and technology of course uh there's a podcast about music called feedback where uh our past guests damien and bl uh we all they're musicians so we talk about the latest music that's come out that we really like we talk about the sort of independent musician path through life like working a a job and having to do music in in evenings and trying to get together to, to rehearse and uh writing songs for yourself and trying to get them recorded uh with limited budgets that's been really fun. That's a monthly thing. Uh, we just wrapped up season one in May, and we're going to start it up again in the fall. Uh, I do a podcast every once in a while with uh, one of my friends, Nick. He grew up here in Ontario. I grew up in Alberta, and now we've kind of swapped locations. I'm in Ontario. He's in Calgary, where, I, where I'm from. Sure. And uh, so every once in a while, we get together. We talk about whatever sports things have been interesting to us. We end, always end up talking about the Leafs somehow because he's a huge Leafs fan. Yeah. We talk about politics, which uh, which is actually really useful because I tend to not pay attention to Canadian politics. Okay. But this gives me a reason to actually pay attention so I have something to talk about. Yep. Uh, that tends to happen because Nick is currently, he just finished school, and so he's uh, he's actually possibly... He's been volunteering for the Liberal Party, so he's hoping that uh, he can turn that into something bigger um, with the election this fall. Yep. And then, uh, I have another show that again is it, that one's very infrequent because it's basically just a kind of a testing ground. If I want to, if I want to talk to someone and record it, uh, it's called fake it. It's literally just from the saying fake it till you make it. And so it's for me to practice and interview people. So I've had a few different guests on that show, but it's basically just talking about something interesting about them or something interesting that's happened. And, uh, but, but that's been, it's been really rewarding because having all these different shows, even though really, if we're talking about weekly shows that there's only two, uh, with feedback happening every month and the other ones happening kind of just whenever yep. I want, 
uh, it's given me the ability to really put time into creating a network like unwind media is my vision for it is a podcast network that people will be starting a show and they'll be looking around trying to see uh, if, if there's somebody that has a bigger audience that can maybe take their podcast on and sort of people who listen to that new, newer show that might not have as many listeners can come and discover other shows. And then people that listen to the shows that I already do can, can go and listen to this new show. Mm -hmm. And just, I find cross promotion is really good for that kind of thing, especially we've done, uh, I mean, you guys have both been on future chat, for instance, like there, there are occasional crossover type things that we do. We did fake it as well. eh? Yeah. The the first episode episodes. Exactly. And, uh, so I found that, I found that really fun. Like I, I have only a sort of dip my toe into the world of web design. And so I've basically built this, uh, from a, from, it started off as a template, but I've basically personalized and customized every aspect of this website to make it exactly what I need. And it's been a really, really fun learning process. Mm -hmm. What, what is it about podcasting that draws you to it? You're doing several and you participate. Well, no, you were in every one of them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So what draws you to podcasting? Uh, I'm not a huge fan of talking in big groups. I tend to just sort of sit there and listen. And if someone asks me a question, I'm happy to answer. Sure. But uh, I like that podcasting gives you, it gives more structure to a conversation. And it lets you kind of plan, like in general conversations end up being about the weather or they end up being about like, you know, what's, what you, what have you been doing last week Mm -hmm. and like catching up with a person. Whereas I really like the ability to kind of hit record with a set of things you want to talk about (laughs) and then really actually learn about someone or learn something uh, together. And I found that podcasts are really good for that. And I don't I the thought of I don't I'm not necessarily doing it for popularity but the thought of being able to inform people about things is, is really intriguing to me and so I'm mm-hmm. constantly trying to figure out ways new ways to do that. So I that's the main reason I do it. So are you like a a half robot half dictator? Yeah. I mean, I don't know why Robotic. Robotic. Ro- I don't know why robot is the is a thing. Well, I mean, you just don't seem to feel anything. No, I feel all kinds of things. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> you feel things? Okay, good. It says the guy who sees, like, puppies in a burning building and doesn't shed a tear. Yeah. Just. I'm just, on bash here. That's actually, hypothetical. But important I mean, for me to say is that I've never seen that. I actually heard him say good <laughs> when that happened. But Amon <laughs> has not, the, Why were you there? What's the opposite of affinity? Amon has the opposite of an affinity towards animals. Repulsion. No, I'm not rep- revulsion. I mean, he's just like I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent. Yeah, boyfriend. psychotically indifferent. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's such a thing. But uh, okay, so you're yeah. robotic. So uh, Rob, yeah. if <laughs> if uh, if people are maybe interested, I guess people should be interested in making a podcast first and then finding Unwind Media. But if people just want to get in on Unwind Media, what kind of podcasts or subject areas are you looking for? I mean. Really, anything that's interesting and isn't too explicit or raunchy or something mm-hmm. like that is, is fine. I'd be willing to consider it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I've been thinking about actually looking into trying to do is 
doing a there are there are festivals. Yep. And there's a really famous uh, podcast festival called XOXO that happens in Portland every year. I thought recently, in the last few months, that it'd be really cool to put together a podcast uh, festival in Ottawa. Like, maybe a branch of that, like, use that kind of branding. But That'd be cool. I think it'd be really cool because, like, we've, we've talked to people who have podcasts in Ottawa. Yeah. We know of people who have podcasts in Ottawa. Yeah. Or at least we, three other ones. At least I can. I mean, we've we've interviewed people on at least two other ones, and I can oh, think. Yeah, of, we got Franco. Oh, alpaca Franco party. Was Franco definitely Franco. counts. Although Alpaca, I think, is on a hiatus. Oh shoot! I was thinking about Alpaca. Never mind. But uh, yeah, we've we've talked about our our nemeses uh, on the other Ottawa. <laughs> they podcast. who must not be named. That's it. And we we out loud we run into people sometimes just talking about podcasts. <laughs> we talk. We cut ran the, into to cut that. <laughs> We ran into someone who has a podcast uh, about comic books a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. It was like Speeding Bullet yeah. or something. And we gave them our card, and then they didn't uh, didn't follow up. You Not know, yet. we got these new fancy cards, and I've given them to maybe... Or no, I guess you gave him that card. No, I gave him that card. I think we both... Yeah. And then three other people I gave cards to, and no one has emailed us from the cards. So either the email is wrong, or people are throwing... Or cards don't work. Those are my two theories. Well, Either l- could be let's, true. let's wait for us. Or maybe the card is unclear. Let's wait for a larger sample size yeah. before making any. Over three so far. It's also been, what, a week? Two weeks? Yes, but I mean, yeah. how long? Pretty long. We've also had random people reach out to us. We have. Yeah, we have a personal trainer coming up. In theory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in theory. Okay. No, cut. okay so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. So uh, yeah, just bring it back down to just podcasting in general. Uh, no, it, it's interesting what you say about this, the structure that it brings to a conversation. And you're right in that it's, it's almost the most efficient way to talk. It like really is. Coming up, um, we have a guy in a couple of weeks, I think, uh, is when we'll post it anyways. We have a guy from CTV and, and a guy, Dan, and he was in res with both of us. I don't know if you know him, but, but I, uh, I, I know him. I, uh, known him over the years and we were I, it's the first time i really talked to him in a long time but i ran into him the other day and uh, you know he he he's heard of the podcast at the very least and he's and really yeah yeah well because we're facebook friends obviously ah, damn. and ah. he's just like uh, <laughs> but like we were talking about how it's been a while and he said uh, you know he'd love to be on a podcast and i was like this is the perfect way to catch up because it yeah, has to be yeah. a very efficient way it right? does yeah. so it's uh it, it's kind of cool the way you, uh, you you sort of brought that up yeah the, um, um, the, actually, one of the things that really interests me, and and by talking about it, I can make the secret happen, uh, is like <laughs> we see all the time our guests yeah. get interviewed by a lot of people. Yeah. And they talk all the time. The, the people that are on our show, they talk about how when they get interviewed for the news or for radio or for any anything like that, like uh, Ottawa Morning Shows, for instance – it's something that I've seen a number of our guests also be on. They say they get three or four minutes to talk yeah. about their thing and they feel really limited. Like they don't have enough time. They want to like mention, make, be sure to mention everything. Whereas this format I really love because it gives you the chance to actually spend some time really talking about something yeah. or, or be a person. Yeah. Like yeah. Not just a soundbite. Be a human being instead of like a plug machine. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> plug that's, machine. Our, that's our new tag. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, a plug machine. 
It's not a, good. A con- conjunction pl- plug machine. Mm-hmm. So talk about Damn. Ottawa, Rob. But uh, you, uh, I'm seeing. I'm, I mean, I know we touched on some of this. It's really weird because you're obviously somebody that I talk to a lot. And yeah. Did you say we, talk, talk about Ottawa? What? Ottawa. Oh. <laughs> and like we we ask other guests, but um, on I, I like that you actually filled out a document. But you you talked about about Ottawa. You like the delicious restaurants. First of I all, do. first of all, and you talked about. Uh, OSSC uh, specifically, as well as just sport leagues in general. Yep. Do you want to just talk about those two things? Yeah, or? sure. Yeah. So uh, delicious restaurants, first of all. We we talk on the show a lot about the restaurants that other people like. Yeah. We never really get the chance to talk about the ones that we like. No, we don't. Yeah, it's true. People never ask us. Yeah. yeah. That's rude. Very it's rude. like it's our podcast. Mark Holst. <laughs> It's almost like <laughs> talking about all those restaurants. Take that boots. <laughs> uh, we so we talk. Uh, we we go out in general. We go out quite a bit and get to sample some of the cuisine that Ottawa has to offer. I wouldn't say we, with any regularity, go to the fancier kind of no. places in the market or anything like that. But uh, just regular Ottawa has some pretty good food. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw a place actually that I really want to try on Bank Street. That I I don't know why I love tacos. Tacos are the greatest thing that have ever been invented. Yep. Taco lot, yeah. Taco lot. I see. I saw a sign and I was like, "Where is this?" There's just a sign in the middle of the street next to a Greek it's, restaurant. It's yeah. such a dinky sign, but I have also seen that. Yeah, yeah. it's very good marketing. And I I want to go. I didn't go today, but I walked past it and I was like, "Man, I I'll I'm go gonna, today. I'm I'll gonna go try today. that sometime." We should have gone today. But uh, so places like. Places in Ottawa tend to get they're, – they're either sort of hipstery uh, places like Burgers and Fries Forever mm-hmm. or uh, Meat in the Middle. Like yeah. they're I'm naming like sandwich places that are in one small section of one street. <laughs> Three blocks from here. <laughs> but a lot of the places that are renowned for being fairly popular as sort of smaller places uh, – that's all like people think that's all Ottawa is like we've got food trucks and we've got these little sort of niche niche restaurants but oh, yeah. we have a lot of just good like the works is a great burger chain there yeah. are a lot of there's a lot of diversity in Ottawa you can mm-hmm. you can eat pretty much whatever food you want you're going to be able to find something that's really good yeah, no, yeah. I like that sure. okay we should say that Mark Holst thing out though he's a a UFC fighter. I don't want to have that on. What's <laughs> with you today? Thank you. Don't take it. Not, you want to cut take everything. Uh, uh, what about uh, sport leagues? Uh, obviously, we've talked about yeah, OSSC we've, in the past. We've talked about OSSC. I, I like all the sports that they do that, I, that I've tried. Yeah. Um, I tend to find if you're if you really good at a sport, then it's kind of beneath you if you want to play recreationally. I've only ever played a rec league in OSSC. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, like I've played volley sixes, Ottawa, Ottawa volley sixes with Keegan and Anna, yeah. uh, Keegan's wife. I can say wife, right? Well, soon to be ex-wife. <laughs> Is that a jinx? Put that, yeah. put that on the record. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah definitely cut that though. <laughs> we're not, like not going to cut that. <laughs> uh, so I've played for that. I played for that and I really enjoyed that league. Uh, I've played for Ottawa footy sevens, which is the soccer equivalent right. of that. Yeah. Uh, just sort of dome soccer, seven on seven. Yeah. And, is it? Is it's a bit more? It's like a kind it's of like a step higher up level. From OSSC, yeah. Yeah. yeah, even the the lowest league. At least everyone is kind of semi competent in the sport instead right. of getting people who may have absolutely no experience at all in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, I've I've enjoyed playing that. The only problem I have with those leagues 
is that I don't I don't necessarily want to sign up as an individual because it'd be it'd be I'd rather know someone, mm-hmm. but uh, I also don't want to start a team myself because being a captain is notoriously a lot of work. If people can't make it, you're responsible for finding a substitute. Right. Yeah. So uh, I don't really want to do that. So I'm kind of dependent on networking through <laughs> people to try to find teams and. The last little while that just hasn't worked at all. So I was like, all right, well, I just won't play for a while. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. But uh, OSSC is something I've done now for like three years. At least one league every season for the last three years. You're pro OSSC? Yes. That's good. Okay. I am as well. I am as well. Good. We're in agreement. (laughs) We know they listen to the podcast sometimes. (laughs) OSSC, we already mentioned this thing in the previous podcast, but they they bought us shirts for mentioning them once. They did. Completely, like, we just said it because, I mean, that's a sport that we do. Ooh. We all were pretty happy with it when yeah. Producer Zach was on. <laughs> Prior to him becoming Producer Zach. Yeah, when he was just uh, guest. Was a lowly a- guest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that's terrible. Keegan. <laughs> we just, we just, we're talking about Rob. We should probably just cut that. Yeah, yeah, we should yeah, probably just okay. cut that. Let's just cut that. Finally. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it was, yeah, just great, great of them. And, uh, and they're, they seem to be very involved in, in the community as well. I noticed that they, uh, they do a lot of work. I'm forgetting the name, but there's, there's an ultimate Frisbee team in Ottawa. Okay. And, uh, like a professional ultimate Frisbee team. The Bandits? And they, that what it is. Might be it. Something. That sounds familiar. And like they, that. uh, they support them as well, it seems. And, mm-hmm. oh, it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. But, uh, we're, uh, we're running up on time. Yeah. yeah. You want to do. We, we could do a speed run. Do speed a speed run? run? It's only two minutes. Yeah. Oh, we know. One of you guys has to open up a timer. Oh, oh yeah. That's <laughs> unusual. Okay. You go into calendar. Nope. Then month, day. All, all of this is wrong. <laughs> time. Like every every part of this is wrong. Set an alarm for a specific minute in I'll your set calendar. Set an alarm for two minutes from now. <laughs> is that what you're doing? No. Come on, man. Uh, There's literally a timer setting. See, when I do this. All right, I'm ready to go. Okay. You got it. Yep. When I do this, it's seamless. Okay. So. On my phone for Two minutes, speed round. You know what it means. Uh, and I'll start. What's your favorite tech blog? Ooh, that is a good question. I'm going to say mobile syrup just in case they listen. Nice. What is your favorite thing about your soon-to-be wife? Oh, come on, man. Uh, probably her face. Like her eyes, oh, yeah. her, her smile, everything. She has a good face. face. If there's one thing you can do without this wedding, what would it be? Uh, probably the midnight buffet. Okay. It seems extraneous, but also, I don't know, like... Four hours of dancing, I might be hungry again. People appreciate it. Yeah. Well, it's midnight buffet at eleven. Fair you're, enough. You're up. Uh, what's the, the uh, what the next piece of furniture you're gonna buy? Maybe a table. Mm. What's the oldest piece of furniture you've owned? You yourself, as Robert Trell, not Julius. Uh, I have a probably the dresser that I have that we keep our clothes in. Okay. IKEA, good yeah. stuff. Who's your oldest living relative? Uh, probably my grandma. I might have like a great aunt or something. Right. It's a bit older, but grandma's safe bet. Who's your oldest Ottawa friend? Oldest as in age or oldest as in longest time of being that I'm still in regular still contact f- with. Exactly. I guess probably Keegan. Oh. You were the worst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know I might not be me, but I, I beat Keegan. Your colleagues now. No, it, it's a mod. Yeah. Uh, what <laughs> celebrity 
would you most want to befriend? Jason Siegel. Hmm. If you uh, had the option of meeting Jason Siegel for an hour, if you had to no. plan a wedding, you wouldn't do it. No. Okay. <laughs> we talked about this at lunch. Uh, which hour is your favorite hour of the day? 3 p.m. Yeah. Nice. Because I get to leave work. What's the best age? For me? Yep. Ugh. Time's up. That, what kind that of phone was good. Is that? 26. 26. Okay. Lots of speed round. Kind of phone. Yeah, it makes it's like a random an, alarm. It's like an old. It's like sounds like a dial phone alarm going off. That's what you think a dial phone alarm. Yeah, you know what the alarm What's app on the dial phone, phone dial up phones. What the dial up phone? I don't know. <laughs> Wait a second. Rotary phones are dial- I meant rotary. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then I got to start thinking about modems. Yeah, you're uh, That's just nice. gone. Well, anyways, Rob. We're going to cut that part out. Also, <laughs> also, uh, we're out of time. Uh, what would you like to plug? Uh, well, I mean, I guess go to unwindmedia.com. Got, uh, got some podcasts there. What podcast would you personally recommend? I think, like, I really like, I like this show. But? But I'm going to, because people... <laughs> If you're at the end of this episode, you already listened to this show. Sure. So I'm going to recommend. I'm going to recommend Future Chat. We nice. just did a really fun episode. Uh, we're we're ending for the summer after this past week, but uh, picking back up in the end of August, beginning of September, and it's going to be really fun. I kind of want to start feuds between us and other unwanted other podcasts. podcasts. That'd, That'd be, be cool. great. Yeah. That'd be really fun. It's good cross promotion too. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. We we do some of that on our Slack team. We have a, a Slack team that. Trying to get some of the hosts onto some of them already are. It's kind of a waste. This of time. is already kind of an internal feud. It's a complete waste of time. Yeah, uh, mom, where can they find us? I was just going to do that to you. Um, on online media, uh, mail at ottawatpodcast.com. That's our website, as well as uh, I mean, you can email <laughs> us. Sorry, <laughs> you can email us. Uh, obviously, ottawatpodcast.com is our website. Uh, that was a double whammy, Keegan. That's what we call it. Yep. Um, we're on Twitter, Facebook iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. Uh, yeah, that, that more or less covers it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been saying this for the past couple of weeks, but leave us some comments. Uh, I really love hearing uh, terrible things about Keegan. So, Yeah, <laughs> what is your least favorite thing about Keegan? That's a good question. Yeah, leave, leave us leave like a, a comment. public comment because I get a lot of private mail that's pretty hateful, but <laughs> it. it's like share it with the world. That's it. Yeah, own yeah. up to it. Don't be selfish. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, Keegan, you want to talk about Audible? Audible.com is uh, our sponsor. Audible for it. For no, it's Audible. Yeah. He's <laughs> saying Audible what? Audible, Audible trial. Oh, yeah, and uh, the web address is, is audibletrial.audible.com. <laughs> is it? No. No. <laughs> I was going to just, I was gonna, oh, I'm still going to, but I was going to let you just do this. Oh, sure. I'll, I'll do it then, Rob. And so, see. Yeah, yeah. teaser, there's going to be a web address later. Uh, Audible is a, a website where you can buy ebooks, but they're not ebooks; they're audio ebooks. So they read you books. Uh, you don't have to read stuff. Also known as audio books. Audio ebooks oh. is the full name. <laughs> That's the abbreviation. Um, uh, there, you can get a book like Future Babel, which I've been meaning to lend to our guest Rob today, and it's all about how. Experts and economists and like political um, analysts always make these grand predictions. Scientists of things that are going to be, and then they have a, a pretty. It's like it, the whole book shows that the more 
the person knows about the field, the less accurate their predictions are. It just talks about how predictions routinely fail, and it's weird that we still kind of buy into it. And I know Rob does future chat, yeah, yep. and uh, so I want to lend that to him. I'm sure you could find that on Audible and other great books. Rob, where can they go uh, for audibletrial.com slash auto what? Yeah. Uh, show off. Suck it, Keegan. <laughs> he, he really pulled it out there, though. That was a great description of the book, I mean, and now I'm really interested to read that, it. That was, that was actually, yeah, good, good for you. Succinct. Yep. And you don't have to read it either, like like this yeah. sucker. Someone reads it to you. He's pointing at himself. Pointing at yeah. Uh, <laughs> Audible.com is... <laughs> just We're just doing a second. <laughs> uh, Rob, can you please take us out saying... Oh, this would be interesting. Saying Ottawa however you like. Thanks so much for being on the show. Ottawa. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>